everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Fashion Grunge Podcast. I am your host, Lauren. Hi, I'm Jai. <laughs> Sorry. I love that there's like this, hey. <laughs> uh, yeah, what's going on? What is up, people? We are talking about Jawbreaker today from 1999. I just posted on IG stories a picture of a Jawbreaker being like, guess what we're recording today? But I don't know. Some people might not know what a Jawbreaker is. I, I didn't. Yeah, I was going to say, that was my question was, have you ever had a jawbreaker or do you even know what they are? I have never had one and I only learned that by watching the film. So. Wow. Okay. So maybe people, well, I'm going to look now. I think people it's an American know. thing. Okay. It's got okay. to be because, yeah. Cool. Oh my God. One person has already written jawbreaker. <laughs> so that's awesome. Okay. So someone does know, someone knows already one person. That's cool. So you've, Oh man, it sucks that we're not in like somewhat of a lockdown because like we would just go to the store and get a jawbreaker. I've never actually finished one, but I they're think... literally like rocks. Yeah. I've seen them. Um, when I went to like the first time I came to the US, I went to Delaware to this like beach town and we went to a candy shop and they had this giant candy. So like I didn't really, honestly, I thought they were toys and I only learned watching the film that what I saw wasn't a toy, wasn't an actual ball, that they were candy that you can eat. So mm-hmm. I thought they were, I didn't think they were sweets. <laughs> Yeah, well, I I don't really know, like, what happens when you get to the end of a jawbreaker. Like, maybe somebody, if you finished a jawbreaker, then hit us up, because I never have. I, I like, you know. You just do, you, do you bite it, or do you just No, you just, like, suck on them. Right, we're going to have to do some research. Jawbreaker candy use. That's going to be really bad for you. It's like a yeah. giant bowl of sugar. <laughs> Welcome to America, Jai. Welcome to America. <laughs> it's really just like sugar, sugar overload. But um, yeah, what have you been up to in the last, like, the last film we did was Seven, so that was super dark. So we're dark now, but we're funny dark. Yeah, which is kind of a nice um, mix, to be honest. It's quite cool that we're doing this. Yeah, I mean, I watched um, an episode of that new Netflix series called Unwell. Mm-hmm. And it was on essential oils, and I don't want to say anything because I don't want to spoil it for people who ha- haven't watched it. But yeah, the people should watch it. It's really insane. I'm it's, really excited. It's really cool. Like I, I mean, I, to be honest, I didn't think I knew much about essential oils. Like I mean, I knew they're good for you and that they use for like, a lot of things, but. I don't really know much about it. And so watching that last night was like, whoa, like, it's crazy. I didn't realize that they were so huge. Well, that it was so huge in the U.S. I don't know about so, is it so huge? I mean, I guess maybe I don't know people personally. Well, this is the thing you're going to be shocked about. Oh, like, you'll learn that it's massive in the U.S. And I always associated it with, like, the U.K. and France because um, it's just like, a you know, they're more about, like, well-being and I don't know. It's just very different, actually. I can't really say they're more into well-being because that's not accurate. I just mean, yeah. like, I think I just happened to know more people that were into that, like alternative medicine and like stuff like that there. And I didn't realize it was huge here. So it's really interesting. 
Definitely being on the West Coast, I knew about it because it's definitely more of a Western. It is. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I think there's another episode on ayahuasca and uh, on the same series. And like, that's definitely all these things that I've heard in being in California. Definitely nothing that I've heard on the East Coast. Yeah. Well, that has been big in the UK for a while. So like I knew, obviously I know about ayahuasca and stuff. is Is it like peyote? Is it like something like it is from a plant? Yeah, it's from uh, Peru, and okay. it's, it's from a plant. And uh, but I remember it. So what is it? Twenty twenty now, like two thousand sixteen, no, two thousand fifteen. A lot of some of my friends and out people that I knew were already doing it. They were traveling to like Peru and oh, like, go going to um yeah or n- not even Peru. They went to another place, but I can't remember. I can't remember where it was besides Peru, but it was in the US and they were um, doing these rituals and ceremonies. Actually, yeah, that's right. It is in the UK. It is somewhere up north um, where my friend did this retreat and it was like an ayahuasca ceremony and stuff. So I, I, I know a lot about that. I just had no idea about essential oils and like how huge of an industry it is in the US. Wow, I didn't even know. Oh, I'm excited. It's fascinating. You're going to yeah, be like... know about it Yeah. I've only heard of essential oils through like reality TV because one of the housewives <laughs> on the show is like anti-medicine. So when they go on trips, like she she makes a big deal about like bringing all of her natural remedies, and she always shows them, and she gives essential oils to her kids every day. So mm-hmm. you see her like giving these like drops under their tongues, and like if they have an ear infection, and one will be like, "I'm sick, I have a cold," and then she'll give them drops. That's the only time I've ever seen anyone like. Uh, definitely on tv but if any of my friends or family or their families have it like i've never they've never talked about it so i don't know maybe they do it and i just don't know yeah well the thing is like i use some of them and i have for for years but not like it's not like i'm massively into them obviously like you use them for like um like you you put it on your wrist and like it's it helps you to relax like um it helps oh, you wow. to sleep and stuff like just like a tiny drop you know but really in moderation and also it's used um they're using yoga a lot like a lot of yoga studios like when you got certain teachers actually will put some some essential oil on your forehead when you um are in savasana so like I've used them and I know some, like I know about them, but I did know know that some people ingest them. Yeah, they put the drops under their tongue. That is insane. That I don't, I mean, even I know that that doesn't make any sense. Like it doesn't seem right to do that. And obviously you learn why it's not. (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay, cool. I'm excited to learn about that. Yeah. I feel like I haven't, I'm trying to think of like what I've, what I've been doing or what I've been watching and stuff. I don't know. I'm starting to make some collages. No way. Yeah, I started like, one want. too. Oh, yay. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited I'm, to, to get going on that. Oh, cool. And I guess, yeah, and just like watching tons of, tons of random movies. I really like doing this. And I'm, I'm super excited that I found this documentary called Beyond Clueless yesterday for you to watch because I don't I don't think we're going to cover it because it's just kind of like talks about teen teen films but 
it's really interesting. If I'm sure people who listen to this one would probably be excited about seeing it because it literally just goes into the dynamics of like the teen film genre of the 90s and the 2000s. So beyond Clueless, look it up. You'll like it. Uh, so I just uh, shared that with you. So I'm excited to see what you think of that. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I was gonna watch the uh, I was gonna watch the Unwell series. Oh, I I started watching. Uh, well, not started, but I like re got back into Handmaid's Tale because I'd started it season three. So now I'm like into it now. And I'm just like, Oh fuck. Like too, I too much, isn't it? It's a, it? The one thing good about season three is that it's more of the resistance. So you're seeing like the resistance and the revolution forming, which is actually a lot better than before when it was just like constant, like bullshit happening all the time. So at least now it's kind of cool to see everyone like immobilizing and kind of like rising up against this like horrible society. So that's the only good thing about it. It's not like as depressing. And then I started Love Island Australia and fuck <laughs> they're nuts in like the best way. They're like even more crazy than the UK version. So if you need any trash to put on in the background, Love Island Australia is a good one. <laughs> I had to put subtitles on because one guy, I don't know what he says. <laughs> but- <laughs> But everyone else I can understand, but he has a really like specific dialect that I could not understand. But uh but yeah, that's all I've been doing. Just been, you know, trying to do normal shit, man. Just yeah. Podcast. Yeah, same here. Um I yeah, I just um I, I the same. I haven't really quite started making a collage, but just you know, you gather images and stuff, which is what I'm doing. But yeah. it's it, oh, I feel like it takes longer to do them on like photoshop and stuff it's like that yeah. it's, it's not a, yeah but anyway did you get the tablet you did I get the did. tablet right? i did yeah, yeah. Did you use that? i will be using it yeah but at this moment i'm just gathering things i like and then yeah when it comes cool. to actually making it but yeah anyway it's um it's a side project you know yeah it's something that's very relaxing yeah, Sam. Like I you need some, need some outlet. But let's get into Jawbreaker. Cool. So, what are your first thoughts? Like, when did you see this? I know you <laughs> said you've heard of it before. I literally heard the the title. I knew nothing about it. Like, I never even watched the trailer. I didn't know. Oh, really? Like, no, didn't know the cast. Didn't know like um, what it was about. Nothing. I just heard the the title. I knew that it was like. A film from the 90s but I never watched it so I just watched it this morning and not knowing anything about it besides oh, I'm so glad that you didn't know anything about it no I didn't want to no I didn't want to like look up anything I just knew that Rose um Magawin is in it because you told me uh-huh. But that's all I knew. I, and um, yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I I think it's really cool and I liked it. But my first thought was, I'm just so glad I didn't go to high school in the States because oh. because it just made me think about it, you know, like it, high school is hard enough and I really can't imagine like having the social pressure of attending prom and like setting such high expectations on, on like one night. You know, and like, yeah. mm-hmm. I feel, I feel like girls are just mean. I'm, I mean, <laughs> yeah, girls are mean in any country, to be honest. But yeah, I feel that that is such a toxic environment and like mindset that kids have here. It's like so much pressure to like, I don't know, like, 
dress in a certain way or like be part of a certain group and totally. um, it just made me think about it I was like thank god I did not go to high school here because it would have been really tough um I didn't go to a high I didn't go to like a high school like this I went to an alternative high school so which is like uh more of like a specialized high school for like learning differences behavior issues like so I went to a really small school my graduating class uh was 14 oh wow so and my whole school there were 40 people from eight from like grades nine to 12. So I didn't have this experience, which is, I, I kind of live it extemporaneously through nineties cinema because mm-hmm. I'm really glad that I didn't have it. But if I did, but the thing is, is that even within the hierarchy of my school, there was still a hierarchy and I was still not popular. So like even within a small group of people, I had like my two, maybe three friends max. And we were not the like, like popular kids were still defined and even a small area, there was still like a, there was still acceptance. We still had kind of, you know, that thing, but it wasn't, it wasn't like how it is in the movies where like the popular kids are, are the footballers and the, the cheerleaders. Like we didn't have that. So the popular kids were more of like the ones who were like drinking and like smoking weed at lunch. And like, you know what I mean? Like it was more like the bad kids Mm -hmm. were, were like the ones that were like kind of running shit. Um, and I was not that I was, you know, it was a, I wasn't a bad kid, but I just wasn't like, I didn't hang in that group, you know? Yeah. So, uh, I guess we were just more nerdy and just way more into like music and like weird and arty shit. And they were just like fucking around and, but we did shit on the weekends, you know, we just didn't hang with them. But so in this, in this way, like I, I didn't have the experience of like clicks and, you know, like where it's just really huge. Although I did have it when I was in junior high, when we all wore uniforms and there was still like a hierarchy with like what uniform you had. And like the kids all wore like Ralph Lauren polos. <laughs> like I didn't. And I was like, mom, I want one. She's like, they're $50 each. Like you're not getting five of those for the week. Like that's crazy. And the kids had like Doc Martens which I think eventually I got Doc Martens, but they all had them like super early. And she was like, those shoes are like $120. You're like 12. You're not getting those. Like, that's crazy. There's still a hierarchy, like even within uniforms that some people probably like don't, don't get, you know, girls had like shorter skirts and like, you know, some parents like wouldn't let them and like, you know, stuff like weird shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty crazy. I I, I had something similar too, but I I still feel that, I, I the thing is I don't actually understand why they still have like problems like because surely that can't be that healthy like if it feels like it's such a oh, I don't know it's just so much pressure yeah totally we had like, a prom but it was with other like two other schools that were yeah. kind of the same as ours so I didn't go but but is that a thing nowadays as well like having like a queen like, yeah, I think really? so. like a public school, homecoming queen, homecoming king, and then prom king. Yeah, homecoming is in the fall. That's like October. I just and they have like winter formals and you have I don't, I don't think that it's going to help any kids to be no. honest. Because that's just putting so much pressure and like wanted to be that, I don't know, like someone else or like the most popular kid or it puts a lot of pressure on like their like how they or on their appearance oh totally you know it just becomes the main thing and I think that's really sad I don't know why that's the one thing I don't get about America like 
that and beauty pages like that I oh, don't yeah. I think that's insane like I don't comprehend that at all I don't even I don't think they're kind of on the way out they beauty should pageant. yeah I think they are they were used to be really big though I know but in I the 80s right out. and 90s yeah, 90s yeah like Miss Teen USA and like Miss whatever Universe America like all those ones yeah it's so crazy. weird. Yeah. I'm so excited that you finally saw Jawbreaker. Yeah, I have to say the really cool thing uh, that I mean, I just couldn't stop thinking about it's like how amazing it is to see Jackie Brown in the film. I, I know, Pam Greer. She's so great. I, I think in my note, I just wrote Pam motherfucking Greer. <laughs> I know. I fucking love her. Yeah, she, I love that movie as well. Yeah, Jackie Brown. Yeah. That's on the list too. I think that was 97. So I think that that makes it. It makes the cut. That's cool. Um, let's see. I rented this in high school. <laughs> I did not see it in the theater or anything like that. But in LA, one of my friends was obsessed with it. And it was always on. Like, he just always would put it on. Wow. And he would always quote it, like, all the time. Like, he was always saying, like, suck it and see. And, like, learn it, live it, love it. And, and like, I killed Liz. I killed the teenage dream. Deal with it. Like, he would always just quote this movie so much i know he had um, so many epic lines so many like i i started writing the quotes down and i was like fuck there's just so many i mean i i just there's just so many but um and then i also have like it's it was compared to heathers because of like the clicks and like someone dying yeah so like that was obviously like i'm sure one of the inspirations because that film was like 10 years before before jawbreaker but um, yeah, so I, I like this film. I think it's it's just so dark and funny and weird and definitely like not to be taken seriously. But I definitely think if Rose McGowan wasn't in it, it would suck. Because it she wouldn't carried, be the same. Yeah, yeah, she carried that whole film and her performance was just so amazing. And everyone else was just kind of like, eh, like they're all okay. I, except for Fern. I like Fern Mayo. I do love Fern Mayo, but um, and Violet. But I, but I definitely, Courtney is like, I mean, she's the shit. And in that Beyond Clueless, like, that I was talking about the documentary, they gave out posters that night. And I have one of the posters I still haven't put up or anything. And it's a picture of Courtney from Jawbreaker, like, at the end when everyone's throwing all the shit at her. Oh, that's and cool. It's a, yeah, it's a picture of her, like, going, like, ah, like, grabbing her face with the that crown. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah, it's was, very carry. Yeah. It's a very carry moment. Yeah, yeah, it was really cool. But um, yeah, that's that's my first uh, impressions. Do you have any? I have some behind the scenes notes. Did you? Do you have any? Yeah, I have some. I did some. Oh thinking. yeah, what are yours? Um, obviously Marilyn Manson is in it. <laughs> yeah, he's got like yeah. like a really small part. But um, apparently the only reason why he he was given the part is because he was engaged to Rose at that time. Um, which I remember very clearly because it was on MTV quite a lot. Like they were for a while, weren't they? I don't know, but yeah, yeah. for a few years, I think. And apparently, at the end of the movie, when like um, when when Courtney goes up to get her friends and says well hello you beautiful people this is like a reference to obviously Marilyn Manson uh-huh. song that came out that year too called beautiful people which I really like I mean I like Marilyn Manson back then so like, yeah I like that was cool so that was cool um oh yeah this is quite funny um so Jackie Brown 
I, sh- I should say palm palm careers like contract apparently states that she must be in charge of doing her own hair for for her films like oh, wow. she would not do anything unless she she they allow her to do her own hair so for this film she will like three weeks blended together for that oh, wow. to get hair done. which i mean i guess i don't know it didn't look that bad it looked all right but i just think it's funny that I mean, she doesn't strike me as a diva, but that is kind of like a divish thing to say. Like, I, I must do my own hair, otherwise I can't do this movie, you know? I think I think for that, I think, yes, it can be seen as a diva, but speaking as someone that has, uh, like, definitely, like, ethnic or, like, uh, black hair, it's a it's definitely something I would put in a contract, especially oh, really? if you, because even if you look at model contracts, you or not model contracts, but I've seen a lot of model YouTube um, like videos and stuff where a lot of models talk about like in the eighties and nineties when like the black models would go for runway shows and like no one knew how to do their hair and they didn't have the right makeup. That they didn't have true. complexion. So true. like I if that was me in the 90s, she's already Pam Greer. You know, like she has the name to be able to do if you want her in this film, if you want her to do her own hair, like fuck it, that's great. You don't even have because I feel like it would be even more insane if you get I mean it's really mm-hmm. insulting to have you know not be able to do all kinds of hair if you call yourself. Yeah, that is true. But I mean I would have thought that by 19 I mean obviously I don't know, clearly it was no, the I case, don't but so. yeah. I would have thought that in '99, at least she could have just tell the hairstylist, like, I want this hair, and then they would do it. But no. I'm not sure how things worked back then. I don't know. When it came to not the average actress, but someone with that. Yeah. They, I'd be surprised. I, I mean, I would think even the biggest stars would probably tell you stories that, like, it's it's really shocking. That yeah, you're, you're right. Yeah, that's. Um, I'm so glad I that, point that out because yeah, I will have that, that She's the only person of color in the entire film. It is. Right? Yeah, so, like, if is. you want me to be in it, and she's probably the most known, I think, too. She's yeah. probably the most known in the film, aside from Rose McGowan at the time. But, but I mean, as far as, like, cameos. Or, well, Jeff Conway's in it, the guy who's played Kanicki in Greece. Oh, also Yeah. I think it was in the show Taxi in the 70s too but but yeah no I'm props to her for like them saying yeah because they could have been like no nah, we're not doing that like we're not paying for that you're like or you know they might she probably got more money because she's like I have to do my own hair on top of learning the lines on top of it so yeah, I think that, it's cool I think it's yeah, cool yeah no that is I'm glad that you like rectify why that was because I would have not known that so yeah, that's like, cool yeah props for her I mean she was so good at it too <laughs> She was, yeah, she was a detective. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> she's like rock hard. Look, it's <laughs> so funny. Oh yeah, what else? Keep going. Um, yeah, I just have that. Um, each of the well, basically, like I think that the director there was mm-hmm. sort of kind of like clearly likes horror films from like the seventies, and he loved Carrie and like other movies, so he kind of wanted to play a tribute to those films with this film. Um, and he even used some of the cast from Carrie mm-hmm. from 1966, who are basically like, I think they were teens in that film, but in this movie they were Lisa's parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is kind of cool. <laughs> I mean, it is, yeah, even though they had a very small part, but that was really cool. Wow, yeah, that's, like, that's it. That's what you got? Yeah. Cool. Okay. I, good. I have some different ones. 
Okay, it was shot in LA, which I guess if you know LA, you can tell uh, mm-hmm. a lot of the streets. Um, three and a half million dollar budget, only made three point one million, so it didn't do so hot financially. It did become a cult classic, so that's kind of like where it stands now. If you go on YouTube, there's a series of uh, it's called the Jawbreaker Diaries. And they have like just little clips that are maybe like a minute or like two minutes. And they show just little behind the scenes stuff. It's not anything like that I could tell you about what happens. It's literally just all of them on set. But it's just cool. You get to see the different sets and the different, you know, I think uh, that's a helicopter if anyone can hear that (laughs) Um, (laughs) flying over. Um, There's a, yeah, so it's really cool. They're like maybe 10 minutes in total. I think it was on the Blu-ray when they released it on Blu-ray. So I think that's where it came from. I uh, have the thing about Manson. Oh, Rachel Lee Cook was originally cast as Julie at first, <laughs> but she was replaced with Rebecca Gayhart because she didn't have the the chemistry the producers wanted with the other actresses in the film, which I can definitely see. I am not a fan of Rachel Lee Cook. I begrudging. I I don't like she's all that. I won't be covering it. I just don't like her. Really? Like, yeah, I don't like her. Um, not that I, I mean, not her personally. I just don't like her acting. It's just not my thing. And she's all that was just not like no, like <laughs> I saw it once and I could live never seeing it again. But um, yeah, I find that interesting that Rachel Lee Cook was supposed to be Julie because I I definitely again think that would have been a weird casting choice. Yeah. Um, and let's see. Also, Rose McGowan based her performance in this film on Jean Tierney, an actress who was in the film Lever to Heaven from 1945. Which I don't know that film. I don't either. And it's on my list to watch. And a few of my film buff fans were like, you haven't seen it? It's fucking amazing. It's like this woman marries this socialite. And I think she like goes off on this like violent, aggressive rampage somehow. But oh, it's wow. really interesting for the 40s. So I want to oh, see yeah. it. Sounds yeah. Sounds kind of like insane for that time. Yeah. yeah. And I'm surprised that Rose McGowan knew that reference too. You know, because that's I think it was pretty obscure, the film. So that's kind of cool. That uh, cool. Yeah, that's all I have for behind the scenes. Yeah. Yay. All right, let's get into the plot points. Okay, first of all, the introduction <laughs> with the slow-mo walk in the hallway is so fucking iconic. It's it's like the most iconic part, I think, of the whole film. Like, it is. All of the slow-motion walks that they, that they do throughout. It is so cool. But you can so see wait. where Mean Girls got it from. If so anyone. Mean Girl came out after? Oh, yeah, 04. Oh, for right. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah, so Mean Girls took it from this film. Mm-hmm. And I'm That's sure cool. someone does. I think Heather's does Heather's have a slow mo scene too? I'm trying I to think. think. I need to watch Heather's again. It's been a while since I've watched it. I do want to cover that, even though it's like 89 or 88. I do want to cover Heather's. Yeah, we should. I watched yeah. it once for the first time five years ago. Oh, wow. Okay. I just haven't seen it in a while. Like, I think it's, I, yeah, I've seen it like maybe twice, but I need to watch it again. So we should do Heather's, but we'll, I'll make a note to see if there's a slow-mo walk in that one too. Yeah, I'm sure people are that. screaming like, of course there's one in Heather's. Like, how do they not know this? <laughs> but but um, yeah. So then we get this. It's the 17th birthday of Liz. Liz Purr, who's like the perfect girl, um, played by Charlotte uh, Ayana. And it, <laughs> okay, here's a question. They, they kidnap. They're like gonna kidnap their friend for her birthday. Oh my god! And do 
crazy shit to her outside of shoving the jawbreaker in her mouth and then taping it, which was really violent and crazy for it just is so like that. violent. It's like Did you the, ever do this? Like did you ever have friends no. who pranks on you? I didn't either. No, no, no. Like, I mean I definitely know that like kids were really cruel in school and they used to do like but it was like boys doing bad things to, to girls, you know? And it was yeah. like they would put like pins on your seat. Yeah, like, yo, we had that, yeah. And like Snap like your that. bra. Snap your bra. Snap your bra. Um, yeah. I mean, it's really crazy to think that some boys that actually tried to pull their hand up your skirt. Oh, God. Yeah, it was quite, like, they will gather in, like, a group of 10, and they will tackle one girl in a class. Yeah, but, yeah, it's it's really bad. Oh that, that happened in my school. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. That's um, really it's really violent, like, and yeah, I mean, you couldn't do that now, you know. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't if think you, you could. A different film, it would be like a straight horror film. I feel like you couldn't do it like as a funny thing anymore. I feel like no, it would be no, like a couldn't. horror film, you know. But did you see? Did you? I read that the director actually wrote that based on like girls that he went to high school with. That that was a thing his friends did. So it's like Damn. real stuff. It's not like he made it up. That's insane. Yeah. Girls are crazy. If you didn't know, if you're a guy listening to this, girls are, it's, it's intense. <laughs> yeah. So you, you better be nice to, to girls yeah. who, like are 16, 17, because they can turn evil and crazy. <laughs> yeah. And most of the time, and this is like to each other, this has nothing to do with a guy. This has nothing to do with them fighting. They're just like doing this to each other. Which is- but sorry, yeah, continue. Oh yeah, that's what I was gonna say. But I do think it's insane. You cannot physically like swallow a jawbreaker. You couldn't. No, no they way. have small ones though. They have different sizes, but that one was really fucking big. Yeah. Yeah, like I was like, how did she get that lodged all the way down in her throat? Like that's I massive. Know. Like that tape would not have shoved it down there, but you know, mm-hmm. for the sake of the story. Yeah. Um, they shove her, they tie her up, shove her in the trunk of the car. And probably one of my favorite scenes is like them after they have her in the car and they're like driving around, like saying what they're going to do to her. Oh yeah. And like, but- yeah we're going to like strap her to like the gold post with like her underwear and like pour honey all over her. Some shit, like all this crazy shit. I was like, Wow. This is intense. That's really mean. <laughs> For your 17th birthday. I know. And then I love when they open the back of the car and then and then she and then all three of them, you see them standing or like in the trunk, and then they take a picture of her, and then the fucking camera. That was that triggered me when the Polaroid dropped and like totally just broke apart. I was like, the Polaroid camera. I know. The photo scared me. It was like really sad. It was like really intense to see her with her eyes wide open. I know. And they're like, oh fuck, she's dead. I was like, oh my god! And then that's and then that's how you start the that's how you start the film. And then I love the credits that are like the collage of oh, all yeah. the girls. And then the, then you see them like making a jawbreaker, like you see yeah. them make the candy, which I thought was really cool. It was cool. And then uh, then you get another famous strut as the three girls. I have so many fashion notes. I mean, I don't I don't know how like to to break it down, but the main theme of this film is color yeah <laughs> color coordination my favorite colors as well a jawbreaker shoot 
I want to do shoots oh, that like, yeah. are all Rose McGowan. We should do a whole like Rose McGowan series. Series, yes, let's do it. Because she has the best clothes. Who? Like, Rose McGowan. Oh yeah, yeah. Like sure. in all of her films, like even in fucking Scream, she has that. Do- like Tatum has those awesome clothes in Scream, and she also has she has those like red pants in Scream with that like jersey that's all shrunk. And yeah. She has um. And then in this one, the old purple look, yeah. so cool with a scarf around her neck. I know. Cool. And the, I love the red. I think she has in the beginning with like the red bustier and red sunnies. Yeah. yeah, and the red like latex skirts. Oh yeah, like, I mean there's just so much I can't even. I have to say I really love um, Fern's outfits. Not all, but definitely as the Violet? hot pink skirt. Yeah. yeah, as Violet. Yeah, the hot pink um, latex. Late, late, latex. Oh my god, I can't speak. Ugh. Okay, latex skirt and the bubblegum pink um, top. It's kind oh, of like yeah. like a corset mm-hmm. as well. Sweet. Yeah, she looks really cool. She looks like like a model. She has like a ridiculous figure. Yeah, she's super tall. Did you know that she trained as a ballet dancer for ten years? Really, Judy Greer? Yep. Oh no way! She went to be a dancer, and she—I think it was the Russian ballet. Oh like, wow! Yeah, but then she decided really cool. to be an actress. So yeah, she's in everything. She's in so many films. So yeah. many things. Yeah, it's really crazy. Like how you see her now, and then when you see all the films that she's in, you're like, "Whoa!" She literally is in everything. I think out of everyone, she's been in the most films for sure. Because yeah. I don't think any of the other girls are doing much, are they? Uh, Rebecca Gayhart. I know she was in like an episode of Nip Talk, but that was like years ago. I don't know what she's done lately. And then I know Julie Benz. I just know her from Buffy and Angel because she was in that. And yeah, and Rose McGowan. I'm trying to think of the last thing that Rose McGowan did because she's she hasn't done many films, or maybe she has. I don't know. Let me see. The last thing Rose McGowan did. Okay, she's in pre-production for something called Sleepwalk. She's done some video shorts and a lot of shorts. And some things about fashion, hmm. too. Yeah, and to, and some voiceovers, which is, like, fucking so cool. Oh, cool. Do voiceovers, you know? Yeah, so it's pretty cool. The last, like, series she was in was Chosen. I don't, 20, I don't know that one. Yeah, I don't know that one. She's in a great Law & Order SVU episode, too. It's, like, one of my favorites. Um, but, yeah, Rose is just super cool. And, uh, yeah, so they strut into school now as the three because they're like, fuck, she's dead. What are we going to do? And they call, like, the they call in sick, call her in sick and be like, oh, yeah, like, let's pretend to be her mom and call and say she has the flu or something. And that's why she's not here. And I love when they, they're all just, like, super, especially Julie is, like, super nervous. And she's just like, oh, my God, what are we going to do? And Courtney's just like, everything is peachy fucking keen. I love that line. I love, love that line so much. I know, it's so good. And they're like, everything's normal, just act fine. I was like, I love how she's just, like, such a sociopath from the beginning. She is. She's so, like, (laughs) controlling. And, like, she knows what to say always. She's so sharp and, like, what to do. Yeah. And Marcy is just, like, a follower. Like Foxy, she's just like a typical follower. She's just like whatever, whatever Courtney says, like I'll do. And then another iconic scene is when they put on their makeup and they all open their bags at the same time. Oh yeah, that's cool. Also, there is a scene where they mention the color of their nail polish, and it's like decay. And I love that because I, I'm pretty sure they they all have Mac. 
they have MAC lipsticks. I'm pretty sure. Oh, cool. I didn't notice that. Yeah. I was like, wow, MAC. Cool. How sweet. Um, and then we meet Fern. Fern Mayo. <laughs> oh, my God. She's so funny. She's, like, so mousy. Like, the most mousy girl ever. And she's going to take Liz's homework home. Because Courtney's late, supposedly picking up the homework to take over. They find out. They're like, fuck, we got to make it back. Because, uh, yeah, fucking they put her back in the bed. Like, crazy. And then they oh, like, they're like, okay, we're going to stage that she got raped. And that's how she died. I was like, okay, whoa. It's like, even darker. You can just yeah. keep getting darker and darker. When they carry her into um her house. And, like, it's not... You know, they drop her and then also, like, they put her in bed and they try to arrange her. That's, like, really disturbing. It's like, know, like rip her underwear. <laughs> oh, God. I know. That's in my, in my um, worst scenes, actually. Yeah, I think that might be. I think that, like, yeah, that's so the beginning, too, just because it's so violent. And I was like, Jesus. Um, and then I just have, like, staging a rape that somehow will prove the death. What the fuck? Uh, Courtney's just way too comfortable. <laughs> like in all this, she's just way too like, no, this is what we're going to do. Everyone like, shut the fuck up. Let's stop freaking out. Like, this is going to help. I was like, how is a rape leading to death with a jawbreaker? Like, how does they're just yeah. the kinky shit, I think is like their motive. Well, it's because she's kinky. That's why I think she mm-hmm. thinks that it, you know, it makes sense because it can tell you all wrong and people die, which is true. Yeah, that's but- true. That is true. Especially that, like, autoerotic asphyxiation. It's another one of those, those when people Oh, die. God, yeah. So crazy and weird. Um, I think that's how the guy from NXS died, right? Michael Hudgens? I just, mm, he hung himself. Did he, or was it because of autoerotic asphyxiation? That's what sometimes it looks like. Because it has mm. to do with hanging. Um, I'm going to look this up, too. Yeah, look it up because I never heard that before. I thought that he like, just wanted to die, basically, oh and, which is a really because it's quite common. Quite a few people, like rock stars, have done that. They hung themselves, which is just so. Um, like name? the latest one, remember, was um, the oh, dude from Slave. What's his name? Yeah, oh, Chris Cornell. Cornell. Oh. Yeah, let me see. It oh. says okay, he was. Uh, okay, and it's okay. Maybe not, but for some reason, I think I heard it in the, in like a film. Maybe they, they were talking about him, but maybe they were just completely wrong because this one is saying that it's almost the same thing. Like he, um, hanged himself in like a hotel uh, door, and it yeah. was, he was kneeling. Like it was the same thing. It said, "Yeah, he was forward." Okay, and then it said that he had lots of drugs in his system and all this stuff okay no so i thought it was autoerotic there's someone oh it says yates who's yates i think I it's an autopsy person claim that hutchins death might have resulted from autoerotic asphyxiation okay this claim contradicted previous statements to police oh this is who oh during the tour paula yates who i believe was his girlfriend oh yeah Paula. She, she's she's quite big actually i know her yeah, said, i think she's the one that said this later after she didn't say it what happened oh. in 1999 she did an interview on 60 minutes and she claimed that it might have been from that so i don't mm. know so who knows i think it, he was so young as well yeah such a great band too in excess i know i love i love love, love so many of their songs yeah oh. 
Um, okay, so yeah, so then while this is happening, Fern is going to Liz's house to take her her homework and then she goes uh, which is weird that she goes like inside the house i guess people just don't lock their doors or whatever but she hears the girls literally all saying what happened like right outside she's like we didn't mean to kill her it was an accident blah 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 blah. and then that's when you get the famous line of i killed liz i killed the teenage dream deal with it (laughs) so mean and then they all like are like oh shit they find her outside and then they kind of pull her aside and they're like, look, you can't tell anyone. We're going to like make you over, make you like us. And this is going to be our secret. And she's like, she's like, okay. And she's just like the super mousy girl. Julie, on the other hand, is like going to crack. She's just like, Mm. Oh my God, I feel so bad. Like we need to tell someone. But, uh, yeah. So then we find out that now they're kind of like taking, I love the the makeover scene too with Fern. That's in my favorite scenes. Yeah. Oh, so good. I love, he doesn't ever get old, you know, even yeah. if we say that it's like such a cliche, I still really love watching one, you know, it's the clueless one's my favorite. Yeah, that's cool. Model. That one's cool. Yeah, yeah. That but one. This one is pretty cool to be honest. It is. It's very weird. It's very yeah. strange and weird, but it's cool. And also because they make her look really good. Like, she looks like a completely different yeah, person. Her hair. Like, she gets, like, this short, like, super 90s, like, uh, Kelly. So 90s. haircut when Kelly uh, cut her hair like that. Yep. I, I cut my hair like that, too, in 99. Did you? Yeah. You know why? Because of Dawson's Creek. Because that was, like, a thing. It was, like, everyone started cutting their hair. Remember? Oh, Jen. Um, yeah. What's her name? Williams. What's yeah, her name? Yeah, uh, Michelle Williams. Michelle Williams, yeah. yeah. I was like, she was kind of the ultimate inspiration. I was like, she looks so good. Like, oh, she has like a very round face. So if she pulls it off, then I should be able to. So my sister and I both caught it that exactly that and styled it the same way. Oh, yeah. wow. I've never had hair that short. Like, yeah. ever in my life. Wow, that's so cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then we get the iconic breakdown of food in the cafeteria when she's telling Fern like look this is what we do (laughs) don't eat when anyone can see you we don't I mean granted nowadays I feel like this conversation could like never happen because it's just like the most insensitive conversation ever oh yeah but it's totally meant to be like so funny and so satirical and reflective of the times because yeah yeah totally like completely and then they show like the tape they call them like the karen carpenter table which is so fucked they all have have those raisins like they're all like splitting those raisins i was like oh i I thought that was totally unnecessary because that's actually like Karen carpenter yeah it's what happened is very tragic and i don't think you can really make fun of it or you know yeah, no, totally. But like, then it's also and now that I see this again, because I haven't seen it in a few years. Now that I see it again, I can totally see how Mean Girls just like made Regina George like an archetype of Courtney Shane. Yeah, like absolutely. almost yeah. exactly. And I also wrote too. I love the way that Courtney slash Rose talks, like in any film. I love her just like her inflections and her voice. It's just so funny, just the way that she has this kind of like. Eh. And we're gonna do this, and you're gonna. But it's it's not a Valley Girl, but it's just it's very her. It's very mm. bro. So it's this weird like seductive Valley Girl thing that she does. But I feel like that's got to be her in real life her. as well. Yeah, right. I think yeah. it's her. 
Yeah, it's it's really it's really funny. It's really cool. Um, and then I wrote Pam motherfucking Greer. She is the de- lead detective on the case, looking for Liz, and well, not looking for, her, but like finding out what happened. And then comes like my literally iconic favorite scene of all is that weird Courtney and Dane, her like guy of choice, that weird fucking popsicle sex scene. I no, that's in my favorite scenes too. I didn't, we have the I same think, ones. Yeah, we probably do because that one's fucking dope. Like I, that's what I think of when I think of Jawbreaker. Like it's just so funny. Well, it's funny, but it's also really cool if you think about it because you never see like. In like, I feel like girls are absolutely taking well control in this movie, and then it's nice to see how the guys just like this sort of useless object, you know, that's just there for her to have fun um, with and stuff. And I think it's really cool that she's like, suck it, lick it, like whatever. I don't know how to do it? Can you show me something? <laughs> funny it is true i didn't even think about that that like it's it's very much like not what you would see no i think it's female empowerment it's cool it totally is it is really cool and i love how he's just like this bimbo like he's just this dumb like i guess like jock guy that Mm -hmm. just like and i think he's like he's not her boyfriend but he's definitely just someone she can like call up it's definitely like booty call material. Totally, yeah. Um, and then I wrote Foxy's dad is Kaniki from Greece, and the dad even calls her a follower. Which I thought was- oh, I know you're a follower. <laughs> yeah, that was so funny. And then, uh, then we have the interrogation with all the girls, and um, I think her name is like Vera. Is it no uh, something with a V? Pam Greer's character. I think her last name is Cruz, but it's like Valerie or like something it's with a v but i love how she interrogates all of them and they're like i love all their outfits there's so many outfit changes so many well they are yeah but you know in some scenes they kind of mess up because it's like a different day and then some some of them are wearing the same outfit i think the red i think when she has the red outfit the first one i think you see it twice yeah, and also uh, Violet's outfit, the, the hot yeah. skirt and the pink, the lighter pink corset. That She wears that in like in two different days. Yeah, yeah, I did like that. Yeah. That's so crazy. And then you actually see the beginning of Violet. And she, like, turns herself into this, like, totally other persona. And now she's like a carbon copy, but even more, not carbon copy, but she's like a bit smarter than Courtney. And she now realizes that like she has all the power because she knows the secret that is just kind of like, you know, it's just, it's just like she holds all the power now. Like at any time she can just be like, oh yeah, well, I heard you guys do all this, but there's still no way to prove it. So we think. Yeah, but also she she has like so much attention from everyone. She's yeah. not really become like so popular, and everyone like she's just like I, I, knows just, her I, now. I hate about you. It's the same thing where everyone had all these rumors about her, where they're like, oh my god, I heard she was a model. I heard oh she yeah, transferred here. She's like this new student. She's like this and that. Like she was like head of cheerleader. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. like oh my god, so funny. And then the only other, the only like kind of question that I had that didn't really need to be was Zach, the drama guy that Julie ends up with. Mm-hmm. He didn't really like need to be in it. He was very like, I mean, I feel like he was, I get it that like Julie had someone when she kind of broke from the group 
and they kind of she saw what happened with like fern and violet and she's like oh shit like she kind of got cast out because she just felt really guilty about it and then of course she is with zach but it just seemed kind of unnecessary. I know what you mean. Yeah, like, I mean, but yeah, she needed somebody. You know, she needed... But also, I feel like he really encouraged her to tell the truth and like... Yeah, that's true. And she spills yeah. things to him, you know? And then, like, and then he helps at the end with the message on the card. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then they go to that cool drive-in. Like, he takes oh, her yeah. to cool drive-in, which I thought was really cool. That it was, like, empty. Uh, I love drive-ins. I've only been twice but I would love to go again. Um, and they probably will be bigger now because of COVID. Oh, that's true. They're definitely going to make a yeah, comeback. I think they're yeah. going to make a comeback. That's the- such a good idea. There yeah. are some in London as well, actually. I think they have one down at the football stadium here. I heard that they were going to do one. I don't know if they did. Oh, we they should do it. To. Yeah, we should totally go. Um, and then I have, and then Courtney tells, uh, Pam, I don't know, we keep calling her Pam, a uh, detective Cruz. She tells that Liz had an addiction to men, and oh. like that's what, like, setting up this whole, like, this is her weird kink, and this is how she died. And that's when you see the glimpse of like Marilyn Manson looking like a fucking creepy ass old he dude. Is so, <laughs> so creepy that actually, creepy is in my worst scenes, just but like, it's, it's not what? really seen, but just seeing him kind of like, you don't see them having sex, but you see him, and you know, he's having sex with someone it's rose yeah it's rose but just his face and like with that weird mustache and like he just looks so creepy and disgusting i don't like that which apparently was there was an explicit sex scene that they had to cut yeah i read that too because it was too Mm -hmm. yeah because he would have made it different um what is it called oh like a rating yeah Yeah, like nc-17 Mm-hmm. Like nobody would have like no one could see it i'm trying to think of anything that's been nc-17 just showgirls i remember well, that was nc-17 you know what's so funny that i just remember and totally forgot last week when we did seven mm-hmm. that showgirls mm-hmm. came out the same day as the premiere was the same day as seven no way really yeah i read that i just forgot i don't know why i forgot it oh damn how weird. That's definitely a different genre. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, and then we get the amazing like transformation into Violet and she like pulls up in that Corvette. I was like, how did she get a fucking Corvette? Well, it kind of looks like she's making up with the with this guy who's fixing the car. It's not his car, but it's like that could be fine for one time, but she, but she consistently it. drives it. So it's kind of like, come on. Yeah, I was like, she's not fixing the car every day, you know, like. And she has the license plate that says bitch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean. Love. Um, and then I have uh, Julie spills the beans to Zach. So now Zach is like in the know and he's like this weird drama guy, but he's like hot. <laughs> like It's weird. I think he's hotter than uh, Courtney's guy. Or he's like. Um... I don't know. I don't really think I mean, they're, they're very like typical nineties. Like, you know, they could be anybody really. Um, and then prom and then Courtney's like, yeah, I'm taking Dane. <laughs> like whatever. I'm taking him. Cause we're going to be like prom King and prom queen. And then, um, and then that's when it's all about Violet and Courtney's like, fuck, everyone's like talking about Violet. Like Violet's all everyone can talk about. Then she says the famous line, rule bitch but don't forget who made you <laughs> i know line. and then that's when uh when violet's like i have all the power 
like I'm the one who can like break this up. So like you better like back the fuck off. So I was like, oh, this is awesome. And then Julie is now trying to find proof that all this happened because it's basically just hearsay. So she goes and tries to find the photo and she tries to find the camera because she's like, oh, I'm oh, yeah. broke. So they go to like the diner parking lot and it's gone. But then you see like the photos like down on the curb, like she missed it. And it's actually still there. Um, and then Courtney's just like, fuck, this is crazy. Then she puts like Fern Mayo's photo all over school. This is just like Mean Girls. This is literally. Uh, it like, is just like, like Mean Girls. Yeah. Like mean Girls. Because they do the same thing to whatever Lindsay Lohan's character. Or no. The, yeah. Or all of them, I think. Yeah, they did it for the whole school. But um, yeah. And then I was like, Fern fucking Mayo. Fern's, Fern's photos all over the school embarrassing her. And then I have Courtney sets up a guy, like some guy, to take the fall for Liz's murder. Like, I don't know how she's doing all this and managing to still be in school somehow. Like, they all look way older than high school, too. That's the one major gaffe, is they all look like they're, like, in their 20s. No, but apparently the director said, um, Darren said that he deliberately, like, wanted to cast girls who were older than um, high school girls, because apparently in Greece it was the same. They used, obviously, actors who were not, like, 16 or 17. (laughs) So so he, he just wanted that. Just, yeah. That's cool, though. If it's, it's always really funny. Like, even in Clueless, I think Cher looks pretty young, but everyone else, like, you're like, these people are older. And uh, Brittany Murphy looks pretty young. But, like, everyone else... She does. Like, everyone be older. I feel like when I was that age, they, they were... They was, yeah, I mean, they were little girls that looked 21, but they weren't. They were 16, 15. You know, it's just yeah. some girls just yeah, be, some girls are developed. sooner than than others especially when you're like 16 17 like you definitely can look like 20 Um, well not when you're very short like me but yeah some girls kind you never know (laughs) um and then we get to prom with the donnas playing um i never was a huge fan of the donnas uh i wrote there are always bands at proms in movies does this happen? Yeah, that is true. Like, I don't think that happens, right? No, like, I don't um, think so. Although my friend did have Good Charlotte play at her dance. I don't know if it was prom, but I don't know if you... Good Charlotte was like a big band in like the 2000s. They're from around here, but they got big like nationally. Oh, really? Um, yeah, and actually internationally. And one of the... There are two twins in the band. One is married to Nicole Richie. The other is married to Cameron Diaz. So they're oh wow they're like oh, I think yeah. I remember that yeah, yeah I like remember twins yeah um but that's the only person that I knew that that had like a band like a real band like play at a dance but it seems like in all movies there's always- ten things I hate about you yeah, like, band too yeah, right like Ferris and Letters to Cleo which I thought was really cool um, um yeah I know some of the you know it's funny I really like the music but I don't really know anyone apart from letters to Cleo because I think they have music in Candy oh Candy the movie with Heath Ledger yeah I think there's a song by them in Candy oh okay I think um I'm pretty sure it's in the soundtrack but I could be wrong and also I really like one song that I this is this is the only song that I actually know it's um ah where is it oh it's it's got flow by trans sister Oh, okay. I knew that song, but I didn't know any of the other acts. Like, I don't know anyone, but I never heard those songs. Volcano Girls, like the credits in the beginning. 
Nope. Oh, wow. I only know, obviously, one song by Scorpions, but that's it. Yeah, and then yeah. did you know the Cars? The Good Times Roll? Let the nope. Good Times Roll. You never heard that song? Mm-mm. Oh, wow. And I really feel like it? I just went back in time because I don't know any, I didn't know oh, anything wow. about the film, never knew any of these bands, never heard any of the songs apart from that one flow, but I don't know where I hear that, but I knew that song. Cool, yeah, so it's all like new to me, you know? It's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're at the prom and they found the card because Julie's, I think it's Liz's mom brings all this stuff that Liz had that she's like, oh, I think uh, I think Liz would want you to have this. So Julie like gets all this stuff and inside is that card that actually has like a voice in it and she hears because she was playing it when they were like doing shit in her room before. And I guess she didn't realize that she recorded Courtney saying like, I killed Liz. I killed the teenage dream. And then she's like, Oh fuck, we got to play this. So then they end up like rigging it at the prom. And of course, Dane and Courtney are prom king and queen. And then once they, they rig it and they keep playing it. And every, I love how everyone's face is like, that's her fucking voice. That's Courtney. And then even Dane leaves. He just goes like, and then he just like walks off. I was like, Oh shit. So she gets found out. And then it's the best when she makes that speech. That's my, one of my favorite scenes is like her speech and her exit. <laughs> She's just I love her exit. So good. It's, yeah. And her makeup at the end is just crying. Like I love that. Just running. And I was like, oh my God, this is so funny. And then that's the photo in the yearbook. Like, oh, yeah. And then, like, that's how it ends. I like, like that a lot. Yeah, I think it's really cool. I love, also love that the school's like Reagan High. Which I find really funny too, but you know um, it? it's Reagan High. Like, no, but do you know that school? No, 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 no. It's I think it's a fake school. It is. Yeah, I think it's a fictional school. I think it's real. No, I mean the school is probably real, but I don't think there's a Reagan High like there. Oh, okay. I don't think is there a Reagan High in LA? I uh, look it up because I I think I came across it. I think I saw it somewhere that it was a real school, but I could be wrong. I think like. That is the actual name. Okay, there's one in like Texas and North Carolina. No, oh, that's no. Texas has one that's actually Ronald Reagan High School. But I don't think in Los Angeles there is. I just think it's kind of funny that it's named after Reagan. It Uh, is, I know. Yeah, no, they have a hospital (laughs) in uh, in, uh, LA, but yeah, I don't think think there. But it's really funny. Um, Yeah, so that's that's what I have for plot points. Uh, What do you have for, I have a few things for like, the other sections but what do you have what section you know like theme and mood i just have like uh, you know the, i love their rooms so uh, you know i don't love their rooms i feel like they i don't like um julie's room i think it's really boring. oh yeah julie's i don't like no but i love courtney's and liz's I like Courtney's. Um, it looks like she lives I in a log cabin. It's cool. Yeah, that is. <laughs> it's kind of funny. I think it's. I mean, I don't. I don't know. Like set design wise, I think it's nothing really stands out to me. To be honest, like it's just like high school. You know, pretty much all of Ace film there. Um, I da- I like the diner. Like yeah, diner. That's cool. That's I mean, I knew. California. just by watching movies about LA that AE was LA you know like it looked like LA anyway yeah, um, it's just, yeah it's just outside and because you always say that like epic sunsets is like a norm there so like they have that really pretty sunset when she is with the with with a guy mm-hmm. um 
I think it's the first time that he takes her there. Yeah, he takes her there, yeah. Um, yeah, I think to be honest, I just I'm more focused on the fashion. I, I was really say, yeah, we talked about the music a bit. So yeah, uh, I, I the Imperial Teen. I also really the one scene that I really liked was I feel like the cinematography wasn't that strong in this film. No, it wasn't. It moved yeah. very fast. It's a short film. It's like eighty-seven minutes. It's not very long either. So it, everything did move kind of fast. I feel like that sunset that you that you talked about really reminds me of some some uh, films in the future uh, that Iraqi did mm. uh, very much like an Iraqi thing, like that bright sunset that like really technicolor. Uh, yeah. It's like a really bright pink. Yeah. So cool. Another one is uh, what Paris, Texas. Oh yeah. Like that really, we, we should do that one too. That should we should do that one. Yeah. Long, I, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Cinematography film, which is really great. Um, yeah. And, and then I have Imperial teen, which is like the one that they're walking down the, the hall to like that song. Uh, oh yeah, uh, Yuhu, I think uh, that's another great one. Yeah, and I have like the Cars, Letters to Cleo. It's a great soundtrack. Like, look up that soundtrack. It's it's pretty fucking rad. No, I listened to it. Yeah, but this is how I knew that I didn't know like yeah. any of it. It's really cool. I liked it. It's super. I love cool. that. It's mostly female singers, you know, mm-hmm. like bands and stuff. It's cool. Um. Yeah. What are your fashion notes? Because I know you got them. I just okay. One of my favorite colors is pink. The, it's like black and pink are my favorite colors basically mm-hmm. and like I love that the use of pink is so prominent like in, throughout the entire film like pink outfits obviously the sunset mm-hmm. like red as well there's like the red outfit the red convertible car like um I love that and, and I just love the, the, I mean there's so many notes on fashion I don't know like so many amazing outfits I mm-hmm. love so what Violet wears, like she actually wears some really cool things, like the latex hot pink skirt and the bubblegum like corset, the, her hairstyle, then the all purple look that Courtney wears with a scarf. Oh. That's very Grease though. Yeah, it is. But you think, because she's wearing those like high waisted sort of Petal Capri pants. leggings. Yeah. Do you remember we uh-huh. had those? I had those. Yeah, I had so many of those um, outfits. Not entire outfit, but I did wear, which now looking back, I think that is a terrible look, and I don't know why I wore it. Flattering. You know, like the 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 slip dresses with the cardigans. That was so mumsy. Yeah, I feel like even looking at them now, I'm like. It just looks so weird. Like it doesn't look cool. No, you know? yeah, it doesn't. But it. But it was a thing cool in, in like the grunge era when like it was. Love had had like she didn't really wear cardigans though. She just wore like the slips and like the big. I know. I mean, dress. it's just one of those things that like you know it was really cool at the time, and so you know everyone was wearing it. But looking at it now, it's like no, I don't like that look at all. Yeah, you know? no, it is kind like, of weird. Th- yeah. Um. It looks like but- you borrowed your boyfriend's cardigan. Like you were wearing that shirt or that dress and then you got cold and you borrowed like someone's like sweater that doesn't fit like with your whole look. I don't know. I feel like I, the cardigans that I used to have were like that really cropped. Oh, I'm thinking of baggy ones. Oh, no, no. Oversized ones. Because um, Violette has one. Yeah, it's like a shrunken one. Of a uh, like a flower floral print midi dress. Um, okay, right. But yeah, I love those outfits. I love that it's very much like eighties and fifties inspired. Like mm-hmm. it's totally a combination of which a lot of obviously a lot of those um, 
like came back in the 90s anyway you know yeah but props to vicky barrett for the costume design. yeah she's amazing but yeah i think there's so many references to greece like the, the in terms of outfits which is I feel funny because like kaniki's in it <laughs> yeah no i know um and i think it's i mean i read that she actually sourced most of the clothes from uh, vintage shops or whatever you call it thrift stores yeah oh no yeah way. but it's like how do you how do you find stuff like that in thrift stores that's like i mean apparently she altered it all obviously you have to go to la but i know um, i mean i feel that it is a place for vintage yes like, it is yeah i yeah. forgot too um because i was just looking through tatiana ali from fresh prince was also in this film yeah i forgot I not, like pam Greer is not the only person of color in this but oh, unfortunately right. tatiana ali does not have much of a role it would have no. been if she had more of a because it's like she was friends with fern and then mm. or she was kind of friends with julie and then she then she kind of like becomes friends with Fern because Fern's like the hot, you know, hot biz around school. But I wish that she had like a bit more of a role. I think she was a cheerleader. She was a cheerleader. Yeah. yeah. Which I think was cool. But, but yeah, no, I just, I love the color palette. I love the, the, the each of them had their own look. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously to go with their personality. Like Yulis was very different from Courtney's and like just everyone was like, had their own thing going on, which is really cool. Um, it's interesting that the the set, the costume designer, actually worked assisting the assist the the costume designer for Clueless. Yeah, Mona May. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you kind of see, okay, it makes sense. Like she's obviously clued up with like teenage films, and, and like she did the Clueless TV show. Oh, she did. Yeah, she was the costume designer for that. Which I don't know if you've ever seen. No, I've it's not, seen it. It's not good. Like, I mean, oh. <laughs> it's actually, I mean, not that it's not good, but it's entertaining because I watched it when it was on because I was like in high school and I was obsessed with Clueless. And obviously they didn't get Cher for mm. Alicia Silverstone, but they literally got everyone else. Really? Yeah, wow. like, not bad. And actually Brittany Murphy's in two episodes. That's crazy. So it's actually, but if you, I think you would really enjoy it because the fashion is so good. Like it is so contempo casual, which is like a 90s store we had super like late 90s. It's very much like Jawbreaker. And now that I, now that I know that she did the Clueless TV show, I feel like if I show you some screen grabs of outfits, like it's so outlandish. It's just so oh, crazy, cool. super bright. D wears the best clothes. Like she has the coolest shit. It's, it's actually really cool. And Amber, who always had really cool clothes too. She has, yeah, she had clothes. clothes yeah, yeah. The second one in the, in the TV show too, which is really cool. Yeah. I mean, what I really like about the, the costume design is that, Yes, it is really cool, and not like, not really sure how these girls can get clothes like that. But it, it is true because I was wearing stuff like that at that age. Yes, so, you know, like the colors. I, yeah, I had like these not the shoes because the shoes are kind of on the ugly side. Some of the shoes they wear, like not yeah, the strap. I don't particularly like them, but I I was wearing like platforms from Diesel. Like I was obsessed with platforms and like the just that top you know like just spaghetti strap tops that were kind of ruched like below the bust yeah you know mm-hmm. they were like massive in, in the 90s and 
yeah I just I, I really love like visually so cool like the the costume design is amazing and it was definitely like an anti um anti grunge movement like as grunge kind of ended and like uh through the death of Kurt Cobain really I mean not that it hadn't ended before it became like ridiculously commercial but mm-hmm. it kind of like everyone shifted away even if you hear like music documentaries they talk about how the music just got really poppy because grunge was like really depressing and sad and and everyone was doing all these like you know like a lot of s'mores that was coming out fiona apple was all this like kind of like sad and that's when like pop really took over because it was just the complete opposite yeah fashion was the same way it went from like drab colors and like uh, ill-fitting stuff to like really really tight technicolor like clueless like essentially clueless ushered in that bright color um you know and then it kind of like kept going throughout like the i guess like the next decade like, through, like, mm-hmm. the 2000s, it was, like, a big thing. I mean, the 2000s, like, I was talking to Jules about this yesterday on the on the show, is, like, the 2000s fashion was fucking horrendous. It was. Horrendous. I think we talked about this before. Yeah, yeah. so bad. That whole, like, really oh, low jeans showing your thong. And... I mean, those juicy track suits, which, thank oh. God, I wore, but... And the, the Augs boots. Oh, all of it. It's just, some things just don't need to come back. I don't think how... Yeah. I don't know how spin 2000s to being modern i really don't you know, know how I can spin that you know who tries to like well who keeps wearing this to to make it a comeback the hadid sisters which is really annoying oh, they were those like small glasses bella hadid wears like really low cut jeans and uh, like with her thong out like it's yeah. they, they both wear like quite a lot of um like clothes from that era i think Weird. like I know. No. Some things I feel like they're just not flattering and like Mm-mm. don't need to come back. Like that's one of them. It's just no. I feel like there's I no agree. way to make that. It's one thing to be, I mean, I know like fashion grunge in itself is kind of like a, a larf because like grunge and fashion don't even go together. But but it's like they there's a way to like make grunge high fashion in a way like there's a way to interpret it how the fuck are you gonna yeah well yeah i'm on like mark jacobs and a lot of other people who like did it better first but like the i feel like it's i don't know how you could do that to 2000s i I really don't know how you could like modernize some of like the worst trends and most unflattering trends like abercrombie like logos on everything how are they gonna make that cool i mean granted gucci's kind of doing that uh, they're kind of making going more streetwear because he's got fucking Gucci on everything and those tigers. Mm-hmm. Like it's just very like whoa. But I mean, I, I don't. I feel like it's now we're going into that minimal '90s thing, which started to be like more of a thing with of a Calvin Klein, like the whole like blacks and whites. But I don't know. Now it's streetwear. Who the fuck? Now there's everything. I mean, there's literally like I feel like it is everything. Yeah. You're right. There isn't like a few like ten years ago you could really see like things were coming back entirely like 60s for mm-hmm. one season and then it would be like 70s or 80s now it's just like everything yeah it's like boho chic and then it is like the 90s and then 60s at the same time i feel like there's so many trends in it it's all like too yeah. much yeah it's like overwhelming like i don't like it um Okay, so my fashion notes, I just wrote color, latex. I love the very beginning when all their sunnies match. 
Yeah, like they're all the same that. shape. They're all like that circular, like Kurt Cobain type. The white ones. I was like, I oh, have them. Oh, you I do the white with the pink. Le- le- yeah. I oh, those. those are cool. Mm-hmm. And then I wrote like Courtney. I love her first outfit, the red bustier skirt. Um, the I love the the purple outfit. I love the blue boob tube and choker. It's like yeah, that was really that's cool. cool. And then she has the blue snake skin. Uh, one time she has like a blue like spaghetti strap tank top snake skin, which I thought was really cool. That is cool, yeah. Um, I have, enough would have worn, but yeah. No, yeah, me either. But it's really it's so she can pull <laughs> up anything. Like I she feel has like an her, amazing body. Yeah, they all do. They, they all like look so great. Uh, Foxy too, Marcy. I like the first outfit she wears. That lime. It's like a lime. Like uh, I don't know. It's like a halter maybe. And then she has that like tight plaid skirt. Oh yeah, that's a cool outfit. Yeah, necklace says Foxy on it, which is really cool. And then um, Julie, I love how she's really bold at first because she's like fitting in with the group, but then after she's with Zach and she's kind of like on the outs, it's very subtle and very like tomboyish. She has like baggy denim. She has on like uh, just a whole lot of like really like less flashy clothes, I guess. That she doesn't dress like how she did when she was hanging with them. And then, it sort of makes sense. Yeah, totally. I love when she has the the one shot where she has the yellow lenses with like the black frame. Yeah, those are really those cool. Are super cool. And then I also love when she's looking for the photo at the diner, and she has like a like a chambray halter and like strappy shoes, and then like those like printed kind of like dark printed pants. Those look really cool. I actually don't remember the outfit. Oh, it's but... cool. I mean, I'll I'll post a picture of like loads of the outfits. It's probably going to be all on Instagram. <laughs> it's going to be all their outfits. And then another famous one that I love from Courtney is that Argyle sweater tank that's blue. Oh, yeah. That is Argyle. really cool. I like, love Argyle. And I also, my favorite look of Courtney's is her fucking prom dress and the hair ribbons. Like the silver yeah. hair. I love it. It looks so good on her. You know what I have to say? Like, I do not like that headpiece at all. Oh, I love it. I think it's cool. Yeah, I don't get it. Like, I don't... I don't, I don't know what it is. That. I never saw it in real life, but I just like how it looked on her. No, I just don't dig that. Like, I don't... I actually <laughs> don't really like it, but... I think but it yeah. looks cool. I think it looks That's great. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <It's> great. <laughs> I think it looks cool. Um, okay, so what are your favorite scenes? We've probably already talked about them. We sort of mentioned that. Yeah, okay, so um, when Courtney and Dana are in yeah. her bathroom and then she keeps in the popsicle to lick and suck, yeah, just pipe like female empowerment. She's like so bossy, controlling, kinky. It's just funny to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you want to go next? Oh, no, well, that's, okay, well, my other, I only have two down here, and then I, my other okay. one is mom acceptance speech and, and her exit. It's just so iconic. Yeah, I kind of knew you would have that one. Yeah, that's my one. What are yours? Um, well, obviously the transformation is one. Oh yeah, because I, I just yeah I just love to see transformations. So it's yeah, it's yeah, just cool. Yeah. But my last one is when they all are. This is actually really funny. When they are all in the bathroom in school, and then Farron appears. She's still like um like geeky and stuff, and, and like she's wearing that awful outfit. We had terrible long hair and then they kind of kick her out but then the teacher comes in and and is telling the girls to go back to to lessons and stuff and then she looks at Courtney and says please cover your bosom this is a learning institution not a brothel like I love that it's like doing the buttons up on her 
cardigan or whatever she's wearing you think it's really funny you know it's kind of like what teachers would say like would have said back then like, mm-hmm. yeah totally i mean i actually had a teacher who sort of said to another girl you look like a prostitute literally said oh, that really yeah because she was wearing this tiny tiny skirt and you could and she also wore thongs so you could see everything oh my god oh wow yeah yeah <laughs> um yeah uh, that, those are only favorite scenes i had do you have any others no that's it oh, cool. okay my worst scene was the kidnapping prank just because it was so violent and just even like the whole like let's stage a rape thing like that those like were my two like worst i was like no that's <laughs> just gross. yeah that's mine that. too that's one of mine yeah what's your other one I, um the other one is when <laughs> i know it sounds silly but you know when when courtney is telling um the detective that she was like a man eater sort of mm-hmm. thing you know that Liz was and so as she's describing it there is this like they're showing a kind of Liz walking into a bar but you don't really see it's Liz. you just yeah. see like legs and, and, and a short skirt and like have all these m- disgusting men are looking at her like i that is something that makes my blood boil when guys look at obviously at me or just I look at other when I see them looking at other women on the street like you know you know how yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's really hard to describe but it's kind of they're undressing you yeah, with their eyes they have that lustful look and it's, and it's so hard that men don't realize how uncomfortable and shitty it feels for a woman when when they're looking at you that way it's like really it can be intimidating it's violating too you're like I'm not yeah, even doing it exactly especially when you're that age I think it's it's really hard like I I remember feeling so uncomfortable whenever that happened and like so you see those men perving on hair and then you see Marilyn Manson and it's like he just looks that look on his face like like that kind of guy I know yeah so that's really disturbing so just for that reason alone is going in my work scene yeah I have to agree I didn't have it originally but I definitely agree with that yeah, cool. And do you have favorite any- lines? Yeah, do you have any quotes? I have so many. Okay, you go first. Okay, uh, one of them is the the main one that I killed Liz. I killed the teenage dream. Deal with it. <laughs> I know it's bad. <laughs> this one yours? is quite long. Corny says, "Food is school and all. You needed to leave, but the mere act of eating." evokes thoughts of digestion fluctuation defecation even shall we say complexion defection (laughs) it's just like oh god she's just terrible but she's so great at the same time i know she's so good um and then i have like people are not going to be pleased (laughs) it's one of mine um and then i have another one my one of my favorites is we haven't met what with the cruel politics of high school and all <laughs> yeah that's in mine too okay that i'll have to say that one um mine is uh learn it leave it love it title of the episode <laughs> i love that yeah it has to be right yeah, and i love that which we already mentioned peachy fucking keen yeah, um one. and my last one is when uh violet says violet says to the detective this is high school detective cruise what is a friend anyway that's true it's just like high school is just awful it's so bad it's i would never want to go back actually i really like it when she says when i can't remember who says it but they see courtney and 
I think it's it's very likely that is Violet, uh, Violet. I keep getting confused. I say Violet. It sounds so weird to say Violet. Yeah, yeah. She says to the other girls, "Wow, she's so mean, and she's only in high school." <laughs> I know, <laughs> so funny. Um, my last one is when uh, Violet says, "On a clear day, baby, you can see tomorrow." <laughs> oh yeah, that's a good one. I like that one. Um, yeah, those are all I have for quotes. Cool. Have you ever like stolen any quotes from a film that you constantly repeat or say? Like, um, I don't know. If I do, then I don't know. I am. Then realize that you've done it. Maybe. Oh. Is there anything that you really like? There is just one thing, and you're gonna be like, blah blah blah. Yeah. It's. I just really like it because it's a really good quote. I think. Um, I'm not normally want to like be quoting like films like it's kind of like it's a bit too much but I really love this one it's all happening it's like Penny Lane from um Almost Famous oh yeah I need to rewatch Al- Almost Famous There's- she always says it's all happening and it's so great because it is true I love to say it's all happening true. There's, it is all happening whether it's good or bad it's all happening <laughs> and also I'm pretty sure that was an actual thing that people say in the 60s. Oh, like it's happening. It has to be because people say groovy back then. I feel like it's all happening. Could it be something that a hippie said in the 60s? Probably, yeah. You know? I'm trying to think of anything. Like I never never said anything from Clueless because that's just way too specific it is i don't know well, i guess someone else if i think people say as if we say as if sometimes no, i don't think no i don't think i do but i don't know that's the thing is someone would have to tell me unless i'm mm. unless i know that i'm saying it i feel like i wouldn't remember that i'm saying it um do you have any 90s moments i have two oh, what are they um i have violet is it violet's yeah. Violet. So Violet. Yeah. Violet short hair because it was very epic in the nineties. Everyone was like True. Drew Barrymore did it. Uh, Michelle Williams did it. Um yeah, my on Kelly Taylor. Yeah, what's up? When Ina Ryder did it. hmm You know, it's cool. And um Courtney's red sonnies and Julie's white and pink. Sonny's because they, they were totally 90s. Oh, yeah, you're right. I like have Cocaine had them, yeah. Cool. I just have two. One is three way calling. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. For 90s. Um, that is true. That is good. Yeah. It's, and then, um, it's also another one to Mean Girls. It's like the same thing as in Mean Girls when they're on three way. I feel like yeah. they totally just like ripped this movie and just made it like way more like not as, as, dark they made it mainstream yeah yeah yeah, exactly and another one is polaroid yeah polaroid that's totally super cool but yeah that's that's all i have guess what you should like and subscribe if you got this far because you know what it's in the show notes just leave us a fucking message tell all your friends i'm sure there's a film that you love in the catalog and we're up to what 30 or 31 now Oh wow, that's crazy! Down, we should do. You got to do something for one hundred. Well, yeah, we should do something for fifty because one hundred is going to be like a while. Okay, yeah, fifty. Okay, yeah. We'll do like something special. I don't know. I told Jules yesterday, and I'm telling you and everyone out there listening that the next one that we all do together, which is Jules and Jai and myself, is going to be the documentary hype on 
grunge music. Yeah, and also <laughs> we got to do the 50th one all together as well, the 50th episode. 50th episode? What do you mean? Yeah, when he gets to, like, the oh, 50th, the 50th episode. One. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant, like, an episode on the 50s. I was like, what do you mean? Like, the 90s? <laughs> no, no, no. Like, what? 50th. Yes, yes. Yeah. Totally. And also, we want to do Live Forever, the Britpop documentary, too. So I'm going to inject some more music into this because this is, you know, we love the music. So Yay. people like the punk one, too. That one was a, that was a while ago, the punk attitude one we did. Yeah, so, no, I don't remember. We talk about some more music, but uh, but yeah, it's been super fun as always, and uh, we're at the end of the show here. Enjoy, go watch Jawbreaker, go watch it again, go listen to the soundtrack. It's dope. Yeah, it's dope. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I will see you guys on the next one. Yeah, bye. bye.